Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And glad I'm saved. Amen. I better move this stuff. I no telling what I have. Amen. It is good to be here. And I got some good memories of some people in here. Amen. And uh, amen. <laughs> amen. Jill did tell me to tell everybody hello, and it's just the way things fail. And man, I'm glad uh, the Lord is good to us, in spite of ourselves. And I do want to thank y'all for praying for Jill, and uh, she's doing good. And it's amazing that uh, what the Lord's allowing her to do. And uh, all you can say is. He's in. Uh, he's good. I mean, right. I, I used to try to come up with a different word, and we got the Bible. Amen. Right. That describes him. He's good. He's great and right. merciful and long suffering. And I'm I'm thankful for all that. Yeah. Amen. I do appreciate the privilege to be here. Appreciate you, Pastor. Yeah, we uh, in Bible school. Amen. Had some good times. First Peter chapter five this morning. First Peter chapter five, brother. Do I need to stop at a certain time or two thirty? Okay. No worries. No worries. We won't be that long, Lord willing. Amen. And I don't think he's willing. I don't think my body can handle it now. Amen. I know y'all ain't willing. First Peter chapter five, very familiar passage of scripture, and uh, the Bible says in verse number five, "Likewise, ye younger, <clears throat> submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble." Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Uh, we're to resist the devil. Amen. He is our adversary. He is out to devour you. But he says, whom resist? So we're to resist the devil. Steadfast in the faith. So to resist, then you and I need to steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Our Father... We do thank you this morning for the privilege that we have to be here. And I pray that, Father, you'd uh, help us and that you would use us here this morning. And I pray that, Father, you speak to every heart. I pray, Lord, if there's one in our midst that's lost, that the Spirit of God will convict them and show them their need of salvation. Then, Father, I pray that, God, you'd help that saint of God that's discouraged and 
uh, that, Lord, you'd just help them and help us to be a blessing. Uh, This morning, we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth uh, for you. You and I live in this world. We can see that there's not a lot of care left in the world. I can remember as a kid when lost people even cared. and uh, Even God's people. Uh, we all this morning uh, have cares in our life. You ever been talking to somebody and they'd say, well... I could uh, complain a little bit, and then the next statement would be, nobody would listen to me. I I was just told that the other day, and I said, well, it ain't going to take you too long. I might listen. Amen. But the Bible says to cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I'm glad this morning there's a God in heaven that does care for you and I. Amen. Uh, Can I tell you this morning, regardless of what you're going through, there is God that cares for uh, you and I. Amen. And uh, this morning, as an introduction, I want to look at some people that uh, God cared for. Uh, It's amazing. In our Bible, there's over 31,000 verses in the Bible. And I'm glad this morning, this Bible that we preach and we hold, there's not one untrue verse. Amen. I'm glad every verse and every word in the Bible is very true. But can I say to you this morning, there are some that stands out more than others in this Bible. I think of Psalms 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm glad this morning my God is my shepherd. Amen. There's going to come a day in my life we'll go through that valley of the shadow of death. But I'm glad there's a God. There the Lord is my shepherd and that he will guide me uh, over the, to the other side I'm not there's a devil in hell that can stop it amen there's not a badness can stop it I bet there's a God in heaven that will lead us through amen and I'm glad this morning that God does care for you and I I think of Psalms 37 verse 25 David says I've been young now am old and yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread I'm glad this morning God can take care of you and I I was pastor of church here several years ago and when I resigned uh, deacons came to me and they said tried to buy me and I told them when God left I'm leaving and I told them another thing or two if they did I was gone when they did the other. You can come after me all you want to. You ain't fooling with my family. I was cussed out before I preached one morning. That wasn't a good thing either. That's fine. But you ain't going after my family. They ain't the one that preaching. They ain't the one pastoring. But this was the comment they made. I did not have any plans going into evangelism. I told you when we first got married, there's one thing I ain't a doing. <laughs> well, God wrote that down in his book. It took a little over 20 years, and here we are. But they said, how are you going to live? I said, well, you know, being spiritual, uh, 
God did say a man that don't provide for his family is worth than an infidel so I can go to work. That's what I had in mind. Well, I went over to Brother Drummond's and he said, and I told him what happened. I told him the whole situation. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to work. He said, is that what God's called you to do? Uh, no. But I, I quoted that verse to him. You know, I do know a little bit about the Bible. And he said, give it six months. And I said, you are absolutely crazy. I went over the list of my bills. He said, give it six months. I said, okay. Thought I'd have to sell my firstborn, amen. <laughs> She's still with me. Or with us, amen. But can I tell you, God's took care of us. I have not seen my God forsaken me. Nor the seed begging for bread, amen. I'm glad this morning that God can Take care of us. There's people in the Word of God that found out God cared quickly. And I'll just hit a few of them. You think of Adam and Eve there in the garden. Do you realize, brother, all they had to do was not do one particular thing? And you and I are the same way. People tell you not to do. You drive on the interstate. There's a sign that says run 70. Well, I pushed the limit this morning. Amen. I mean, uh, the king's business required haste, amen. I did. I went a little bit of, oh, about 80 or a little over 80, amen. I had to get here, amen. Samuel was a nervous wreck, but it got okay, amen. But can I tell you, brother, uh, Adam and Eve there in the garden, God said not to take the fruit. I think of what one preacher said, and I don't believe it was a pear, but he said it wasn't a pear on the tree that got us in the mess, but it was a pear on the ground, amen. But can I I tell you this morning, Adam and Eve found out God cared. I mean, during a time of failure, during a time of sin, they found out God cared. Can I tell you tonight, uh, this morning in our life, uh, when you and I sin, we make our mistakes. Can I tell you, I'm glad there's a God in heaven that still cares for you and I. Amen. Yes, sir. People that found out, oh, Joseph, being betrayed. Right. I've been lied on about about his life and his brother, and they uh, sold him into slavery, wound it in the pit, the prison, then the palace. But Joseph found out that God cared in the prison. He found out that God cared in the pit when he was in the palace and he was lied on. God care. Can I tell you, you might be here this morning. You've been lied on. People's lied on you about something. Can I tell you that God cares when people lie on you? When preachers think you don't do what they're supposed to do. I've been there. Can I tell you, you still do what God says? Right, amen. I'm not telling you, don't, you got to explain everything you preach nowadays. I ain't telling you to, Buck, your preacher, your pastor. Amen. There's been times some of them came to you and said, God wants you to do this and do that. I think God will speak to that man too. That pastor. Boy, he got quiet right there, didn't he? Can I tell you, when a preacher tells you you don't need to do this or do that, if I'd have listened to my pastor, Brother Drummond, I'd been in a mess. I'll go ahead and tell you that. He said, give it six months. 
Yeah, in my mind, I thought I was going to lose everything, but God took care of it. I don't know how in the world I got on that, but anyhow. You know, you think of Noah in the, uh, Genesis chapter 7 and chapter 8, type of judgment and wrath, preached for 120 years is going around. Didn't have a clue what he's preaching about. Us preachers sometimes, we ain't got a clue what we preach about. I just take God at what He said in His Word, amen, preach what the Bible says. Everything I believe, everything that I base things on is from the Word of God. And that's what God said, amen. He said it was going to rain. Can I tell you, one day it came and the rain came, amen. The floods begin to come. The waters begin to rise. That ark begin to float, amen. Can I tell you why? Because God said, said it was going to happen, but Noah found out, and Noah's family found out that God cared. I think of Ruth. Leaves the house of bread. Winds up with the enemies of God there in Moab. Loses her husband. Two children, Naomi. Ruth comes back. Moabite, Gentile. She found out God cared. Yeah. Naomi heard that God had visited his people. Can I tell you, I'm glad tonight or this morning that God is still visiting his people. Amen. I believe with all my heart that God still wants to visit uh, with us. Amen. And he still wants to come around you and I. What a great, wonderful Good God, that you and I have. Amen. Hey, let's move on quickly. Somebody said amen. I think of Paul in the book of Acts chapter 27 in a storm. And the Bible says that Paul said the angel of the Lord stood by me. I'm glad this morning that God will stand by you. Amen. Your husband and your wife may not stand by you. Your children may not. But can I tell you, there's a God in heaven. And that will the dark hills, will you, amen? That'll help you, amen. I'm trying to get you to see this morning that God really cares. What a great verse in that Bible. You think of the one who wrote it? Yes. I just thought of that one. Peter, of all people. Right. Of all people, denied God, denied Jesus Christ, cursed, said, I know not the man, wrote, cast in all. In the time when Peter thought it was done, preaching, you know, Peter didn't talk much about him preaching the day of Pentecost. He said, I found out one thing, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I'm glad this morning there's a God in heaven that really cares for us. Notice the text. Casting all. You know, this morning there's problems we carry. I don't care how big you are, how tough you think you are. There ain't a person in here ain't got problems. Somewhere in life, I don't necessarily know if it's all problems, but I had a lot of situations yesterday trying to change oil in that bus, that RV. It wasn't 
high enough and this wouldn't let me get under there where I needed to get. Amen. I'm jerking and I'm a pulling and I, it's a good, I wear overalls. That's all I wear. There's reasons. Amen. I don't, I don't have to pull up all the time. Then I wear these suspenders and a belt. Brother Drummond says only a southerner don't know which one is which. I tell him to be quiet. Amen. Now I really think that's a lot of problems, but that really ain't no problem. Little situation I had this morning really ain't a problem. We make it a problem. We think it's a problem. It could be a problem. Amen. I need to go on. <laughs> the problems we carry. You know, the dictionary defines the word care as something that troubles your mind. That bothers you or upset. You know, there's things that might be a problem in somebody's life. And you don't think it's a problem, but it's a problem to them. Right. During certain situations in my life, I've had to learn things about people. Now, years ago, you think you knew it all, you had the answers to all the questions, and you had the questions. I don't know nothing. You might have a situation, I might look at it years ago and say, that ain't no big deal. But it's a big deal to them. And now I look at the big, it's a big, if it's a big deal to them, it ought to be a big deal to me, and it's a big deal to God. Even little children have problems. Man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And we're living in a day and time when people are more concerned about their own problem and not somebody else's problem. That Bible still says to bear ye one another's burdens. And I'm telling you what, there's people out in the world, in the church, that are hurting And they have problems. And we need to help them with their problems. People committing suicide a whole lot more now than it was when I was a kid. You go ahead and make a lot of that kind of stuff, you'll wind up in trouble yourself. Depression, believe whatever you want to, it's a real thing. Anxiety. I've been around people and they made mockery of that kind of stuff. Now it's come upon them. Job said the thing I feared the most. I never did. Never did. Even when I get around people they talk. I never did make light of something like that. It can come home. There's people on medication. I don't know why I'm on this. But anyhow, you better be careful with that kind of stuff. Making light of it. Yeah. Amen. You say, well, they ought to get close. You know, there are some people that need help. I'm going to be honest with you. There ain't a person in here don't need help. It's a miracle by God. We know which way's up and which way's down. It's a miracle by God we got out of the bed this morning. We need His help. 
You better be careful making light of somebody's problem in their life. It could come home to haunt you. Amen. How in the world I got on that? It's a worry. Something that upset. You ever been upset? You ever seen somebody upset and you say, I'm there. We are in different people. There's something might bother me that won't bother you. Then there's something might bother you don't bother me. We're all different. You got to accept that. There ain't a person here looks alike. I don't think there are any twins in here. Amen. Something that causes anxiety, something unsure, unsettled, something which strikes the mind to be concerned about a situation or to fear an outcome. When Jill was sick, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I played the big dog. I, these preacher friends would call me, and you know what I'd say, I'm all right, but down deep I was not all right. It was nice. I'd lay in that bed and I'd get out two or three o'clock in the morning, kneel down before God. I didn't have a fancy prayer. I did not pray an hour long. All I could get down and say, Brother Andrew, was, Oh, God, help me. We all been there. You better be careful making fun of somebody's health problems. The failures of yesterday, the problems we carry. There's some people who has a problem getting over the past. Can I tell you, you cannot change your past. You cannot help what you did 50 years ago. You cannot help what you did five years ago. You can, But hey, can I tell you, there's a God in heaven that is concerned for your failures. Amen. Pick yourself. Hey, a righteous man will fall seven times, but yet he will rise again. I'm glad there's a God in heaven that can dust us off. Amen. By the blood of Jesus Christ, cleanse us. Get over what you did in the past. Go on for the glory. Glory of God. Regardless if I can I tell you, even though they will not forgive you, there's a God in heaven that forgives. The frustrations of yesterday. There ain't a person sitting in here ain't got something in their past. There's the frustrations of today. You know, there's circumstances in your life you cannot control. We're human beings. We like to be in control. Right. And there's some things in your life you're just going to have to take hands off, right, let go, and let God. Right, years ago, I used to try to fix. There's a situation years, several years ago. You're live streaming, right? Situation several years ago when I was in evangelism, I tried to fix something. I should have left my hands off of it. Sometimes things that happen in our families, we try to fix everything. And you can't do it. 
That was in a different ministry year, several years ago in a different place. That's all I'll say about it. I tried to get in the middle of the thing when I should have let it go. Yes, in my eyes I was doing what I thought was the right thing to do, but I'd been better off just letting her roll. Amen, preacher. A lot of people get hurt. We all get frustrated of the situation right now. And I've had to learn to let it go. And I'm still learning that one. But I'm going to tell you what, I've come a long way. You can ask them boys, I finally say, let it go. Let God handle it. Yeah. And He handles it a lot better. Yes, sir. There's the frustrations. There's just some things you cannot control. There's the fears of tomorrow. Yeah. Can I tell you that God is concerned and cares for the fears of tomorrow? The what ifs? Right. We all have them. I went through that a lot. But I'm telling you, God is still God. He's still in control. Amen. There's things that I preach that God has to, had to test me with. Now I'm telling you what, brother, there's those fears. Can I tell you that God is concerned for our fears? There's the problems. But notice the text. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. There's the privilege of casting. That word cast is defined to throw, toss, hurl, fling. He propelled with a forward motion. Cast aside and lose intentionally. Can I tell you, that is a great privilege that you and I have. There's not a God of a religion in this world that has that kind of privilege like you and I have. We've got a God in heaven that I'm willing that if I come to Him, I would cast out what a privilege you and I have to cast upon Him for He cares for you. You see, this morning, that word cast means you to come and bring your burdens and walk away. But can I tell you what we, and I'm guilty, I'm not, I'm not telling you I've arrived and I've always done this. There'd be many a time I'd go to an altar and I'd bring my cares and my problems to the Lord. And I'm going out that door, but in my mind I went back and I picked them up and I carried them home with me. Do you realize this morning what a privilege you and I have to cast upon our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? It's a privilege that you and I have. That word cast, my daughter Esther loves to fish. We was at Brother Burt's here when I first went into evangelism and we was helping him work a little bit and doing metal work and all that kind of stuff. And Kids were with us and I had asked her, Brother Bert said, why don't you just take her down to the pond and go fishing? So we did, and I got to thinking about us fishing. Take that rod of that line, you casting it out. You know all that's what God wants us to do is just cast? We're going to bring it back in, ain't we? 
Yeah, that's what we do in fishing. We want that fish to bite that bait and bring it in. But God's got a fishing hole for us to throw out and leave it. Amen. And let Him take it. Yes. It's a privilege that you and I have. And all we got to do is cast. Yes, sir. We do not have to carry it all the time. Right. We don't have to carry it day in and day out. It's a great privilege and a great opportunity that you and I have to cast upon Him. You see, what we want is a carefree life. You know, people today building homes, they want a carefree house, maintenance, what have and it ain't happening. That's right. They, but one thing was finished, and that was at Calvary. Amen. Can I tell you, whatever you do in this life, you go ahead and buy your car and think it's going to last you forever, it ain't happening. That's right. Build you a house and think you ain't put metal on do whatever you want to do to it. It might last a little longer, but you're going to have to do some maintenance to it. We're not living in a carefree world. But we are living in a place where we can cast upon Him. There's the promise of being cared for. You see, this text, notice what it talked about in verse 5, verse number 6. Quickly, he says to be clothed. With humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. There's the privilege, there's the promise, there's the problems, there's the people that God cared for. But you know what you have to do is humble yourself before God. And realize that you can't do it. There ain't a person in here can do it. See, in the latter part of that verse 7, for he cares for you. I got to preaching about that one morning, and that word, you, is personal. There's a lot of things in the Bible about family church, all that kind of stuff. But in this text, it's personal. We do know and we understand God cares for family, church. But in the text, He says, for He careth for you. Brother Stephen, God cares for you. That's personal. He does care for the family, but is she personal? He cares for your wife, personal. There's a lot of people going through different things in life. Life is in stages. There's people, their heart is broke. Can I tell you that God cares for you? Personal. When Jill was sick, I didn't like it. You ain't got to pray for trouble. You're dumb if you do. I don't pray for trouble. 
I got the promise that God give us. Amen. Man born of a woman, a few days full of trouble. I, I, there's some things I just wish wasn't in the Bible. You ever been there? Amen. Am I the only one that way? That one could be removed. But I'm going to a land where there's no trouble. While I'm here, there's trouble. There's heartache. We all have them. I did not like it. I didn't want it. I prayed. I said, God, you can change all this whole thing if you will. You're God. But I had to get to a place where I have to say, God, I accept your will. It's one thing to pray in the will of God, but it's another thing to say, God, whatever your will is, I will accept it. I wanted it fixed. God don't fix everything the way we want Him. Oh, it's fixed. But it ain't the way I wanted it fixed. But it's, it's made me better. It's made Jill a whole lot better. I don't mean that disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. Jill's, it's amazing to see what God's done in her life. She told me, this is the word she said. She don't talk about it, but she said, whatever God's will is, we'll have to accept. She said, are we above anybody else? Why not me? Why can it not happen to me? Why can it not happen in our family? You know what I had to do? Is accept. And sometimes, brothers, it's hard to accept what God puts in our life. But casting all your care upon Him. He may not fix it the way you want him to fix it. But we have to accept it. That he knows what's best. In closing, I think of a little girl. You might have heard me mention this, but it goes along with the message. And I like this story. It's a true story. Uh, You ever heard of Brother Don and Earl years ago, though? Two men out of Knoxville, Tennessee, traveled the country and they sung. And they told this story. There was a little girl getting ready for church in a little community like this, and church similar like this. And her mama, she was getting ready, and her mama said, Honey, if you're going to go to church, you've got to hurry up. Church is done started. She walked in and she sat in the very back. Preacher was up preaching and he was closing, and this is what he said If you need anything, just tell Jesus. Church was over, she went home, walked back to the house, and got out a piece of paper and a pen. And this is what she wrote Dear Jesus in heaven, the preacher said, If you need anything, tell you about it. My daddy's dead. My mama's sick. We have no wood for heat. The power's off. We have no food. But the preacher said, if you need anything, tell you about it. She signed her name. Put it in an envelope. Addressed it to Jesus in heaven. Mailman come along. Picked up the mail. Going back to the post office. Begin to sort out the mail. Come across this envelope. 
dear Jesus, to Jesus in heaven. They began to laugh, make fun, and finally one of them said, won't you just open it up and see what it said? Mailman opened it up and it read, dear Jesus in heaven, preacher said if you need anything to tell you about it, my daddy's dead, my mama's sick, we have no wood for heat, power's off, we have no food. But the preacher said, if you need anything, tell you about it. People in the post office began to cry. They knew that little girl. They didn't know daddy was dead. One of them said, I'm going to call a doctor. Going to help mama. Another one said, I'm going to gather up some wood so they can have heat. Another one said, I'm going to pay their power bill. Another one said, I'm going to get them some groceries so they can have some food. All I'm telling you, if you need anything, just tell Jesus. There's nothing too big, too small. There's nothing that He cannot do. Can I tell you, He will walk the dark hills with you. He'll help you this morning if you'll let Him. In closing, casting all your care upon Him. For He cares for you. Well, Charles Waggle wrote that song, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in Him a friend so strong and true. I would tell you how He changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend can do. All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me. All my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms about me. And he led me in the way I ought to go. Every day he comes to me with new assurance. More and more I understand his words of love. But I'll never know just why he came to save me. Till someday I see his blessed face above. Of course, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Charles Waggle wrote that song in his life. His wife left him. Contemplating on committing suicide. God gave him that song. And I tell you tonight, he can give you a song. He'll help you this morning. Casting all. He didn't say some. You ain't going to break his back. There ain't a person in here that he can't care for. Cast it all upon him. While we stand this morning, you're here lost. You need to come to him for salvation Lord spoke to your heart you mind the Lord cast in I all would care. love to tell you what I think Upon of him. Jesus for he careth for you since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how he changed my life completely 
He did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cares for me. All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me. All my life was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me, and he led me in the way I ought to go. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cares for me. With their head bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, I'm going to have them sing another verse of that. Psalms 55:22 goes with this message. It says, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I think about that blessed man in Psalms chapter 1 who's a tree planted by the waters that shall not be moved. Someone that can cast their cares upon Jesus is someone that can be planted and somebody that can trust in the Lord no matter what comes. God's going to help and take care of them. And I know we have burdens this morning. We're going to have them sing another verse of this. If the Lord spoke to your heart, maybe there's something you need to cast upon Him this morning. Would you come and do that? Every day He comes to me with new assurance. More and more I understand His words of love. But I'll never know just why He came to save me. Till I see his blessed face someday above. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much He cares for 